0: I'm Amanda, and this is Not Your Granny's Quilt Show. Hi, guys! I'm solo today, so welcome to the episode. I'm so glad you're here. I hope that um, you're not feeling too scrambled getting ready for, you know, the upcoming holiday, if you even celebrate. I know some people are you know, on the fence about it. Anywho, I'm excited because we always have a good family time and we play games and hang out and eat good food and, you know, really try to practice our gratitude for each other and, you know, for what we have. So anyway, (laughs) but that's kind of actually a good segue into what I wanted to talk about today because I know I've brought it up and I, and we talked about it with Amory Thompson. Um, but I really wanted to get more into sustainable quilting or talk about it more because I think there's this push for it on one end of the kind of quilting spectrum. And then there's the other side, which is like all out consumerism by every brand new line that comes out kind of thing. And I feel kind of caught in the middle as I'm sure a lot of you do, because not only do I love our planet and I want to take care of it, and I really, truly believe we're all connected to it on a way deeper level than we even can know, but I also love supporting creators and makers and people who are, you know, putting beauty out into this world for us to, you know, consume. And so I think... I really just wanted to talk about it more and dig into it more to understand how I can do both, I guess, in the sense that I want to still be able to buy fabric lines that just speak to my soul without the guilt, but also, you know, work in sustainable practices into what I already do or, you know, practice it here and there because I think we can't all do everything all the time. Unless we're really willing to go just like forage, live off the land and like have zero footprint. And for my life, that doesn't make sense. And so I'm going to do what brings me joy while also finding ways to do those things with as little impact as possible. Does that make sense? I hope it does. Anyway, so I was just looking up a bunch of stuff and I found a bunch of different websites and articles and you know they all said the same thing so I'm not really going to cite anything specific because if you just google sustainable quilting um, a bunch of stuff comes up and it's easy to find tips and tricks but I compiled three ideas or three ways that I think I can work it into my quilting and so I just wanted to share those thoughts with you guys today and you know get some feedback from you what are you doing or is has this even been on your mind at all to try to you know bring more sustainability into your practice of quilting so um I know the concept of like sustainability thrifting and all that is kind of trendy with like clothing and people are pulling it into the quilting sphere more and more. And so, um, I just think, yeah, there, we don't have to be stuck one way or the other. We don't have to be all out consumerists and we don't have to be all out sustainable. I think we can find ways to make it work for us. So anyway, um, my first tip Tip number one is to shop your stash. Now, I know I've talked about this and (laughs) um, I don't, I think, you know, this is something I really want to hold myself to doing more is shopping my stash because for one thing, I have so much stashed like scraps and I have a lot of fabric that I've just been holding on to, and I know I've talked about that before, but it's really just it weighs on me sometimes. And so I think that can be an underrated way to find, you know, coordinating fabrics and stuff to make new quilts. And <clears throat> I always think, oh, I don't have enough left over to do anything with because it's just these little pieces or whatever. And then I'll turn around and, you know, a couple of days later, my mom has created a whole quilt top out of scraps that I didn't think would be enough, you know. And I think ultimately um that's a me problem. <laughs> I guess um <clears throat> But then I was thinking more about it and I was like, yeah, you know, this and this, stash busters, this and that. I always think like you have to have so many scraps, but the, the times where I've made stuff out of scraps or leftovers, I've been really surprised at how little I actually used compared to all the fabric that I have left over from a project or just that, you know, the scraps that we've built up over the quilts that we've made, um, And I think if you're true to your own style when you're quilting or making, you know, making things, um, your fabrics are going to coordinate because if you have a certain style or a certain kind of color scheme that you lean toward, it's more likely than not that your fabrics will, you know, go together. Um, I know for me, if I started pulling all my scraps together and put them in color families, I think I would find that most of my stuff could go together. Um, even if it's not, you know, one cohesive line or something, you know, it's like, oh, I, I pick a lot of the same colors (laughs) for my quilting. So, uh, you know, I like what I like, what can I say? Um, but yeah, I think that is, that is a goal that I really do want to achieve is just trying to build some quilt tops out of scraps that I have Already and from you know previous quilts I've made or whatever, just just try to pull something together. I think I have a I want to set a goal of making at least one quilt that way in 2023. Um, it's it's a foregone conclusion. Is that what you say? I don't know. That this year is just I don't even know if I'm gonna get my Christmas quilt done. I know I talked about that I started and I was really excited, but like stuff just came up, and you think you have all this time, and then you don't, and, um, so I at least got started on it, and I think, honestly, if I gave myself an afternoon to just finish it, I could, um, but, yeah, it's finding an afternoon with enough time for me to just sit, and so, <laughs> but, anyway, I digress, um, so, yeah, I will, <clears throat> I will stick to that. I'm gonna make that my goal, and I will definitely share that with you guys, especially when I start pulling fabrics and I'll, I'll start posting pictures on Instagram. So I'm going to be thinking about that until I actually start. So anyway. Okay. So tip number two. <laughs> so, okay. So tip number one was shop your stash. Now my second tip that I pulled, um, is thrifting. I know it's, probably pretty common. Um, I know here locally, um, thrifting is pretty good. Um, we have a kind of a wide range of, um, demographics. I don't know what to say. Like we've got some well-off people who've got lots of nice things and they take them to the thrift stores when they don't want them anymore. And it just is a good advantage for, those who can't necessarily afford those things at ticket price. So anyway, um, I, you know, my mom has found fabric. I know I've found fabric when I've gone, there's sometimes unfinished quilts, you know, just quilt tops laying around, or sometimes there are quilts that are just kind of worn out. So there's lots of ways that you can source fabric or materials at the thrift shops. I mean, you can just take a bunch of cotton, cotton shirts, you know, I know not everybody loves t-shirt quilts, but if your goal is to make a t-shirt quilt and you're looking for, you know, band t-shirts or maybe you just want, you know, a different assortment of t-shirts or something, maybe you just like the feel of it and you don't really care what the t-shirts are, um, you know, you can do that reasonably priced and you're not creating any new um you know you're not pulling fast fashion off the off the rack at a store so i think that's good but um yeah i think you have to be dedicated and really willing to go dig through some stuff and i think i'm not always willing to do that which is just me being lazy honestly cuz there are thrift stores everywhere in this town and i think i could drive a mile in each direction and find at least one um, in each direction. So I don't really have an excuse except that I've, I've been lazy. Um, and I think too, you have to be looking for a specific project. I think just collecting fabric to collect fabric, then, you know, goes back to that. Are you just collecting a stash just to collect it? Or do you have a purpose in mind? And, um, you know, is that purpose to build a new quilt out of Used and, you know, loved previously loved things, or are you just maybe thinking someday you'll build something out of it? So, I mean, I think it's okay to have a stash because I think when the mood strikes and you want to create something, then it's great to have stuff on hand. I know I appreciate having access to a pretty good size stash when I just feel like I want to make something. Um, so yeah, I think there's some things to think about in that, even just like, am I just buying this because it's a dollar or do I really intend to use it? Do I have a project in mind or am I just stashing? Because I think too, when you're thrifting, you have to also think about like, okay, somebody could actually be wearing this shirt. You know, if someone walks in and they're looking for something specific and you're the person buying it to just stick in your sewing stash, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to tell because you just never know with that, but just things things to consider. And that segues us into my third tip, final tip, um, which is to make conscious purchases. So if you're going to buy a new fabric, that's totally fine. But I think there are some companies who are doing their part to make sure that their practices are more sustainable and less harmfully impactful on the planet. And, um, so supporting those kinds of companies are good you know that's a good way to to do that too because if they're giving back in a way that's going to have a bigger impact than just your one or two purchases every now and then or you know choosing to thrift instead of buy new it's you know it can have a a bigger impact in that sense i guess supporting a, a company like that but then You also have to practice self-control if you're going to be more conscious about your your choices and your purchases. And for me, that can be really tricky. I can be pretty impulsive when it comes to buying stuff because I think, oh, if I have all these fabrics, or if I just buy every new line, then I'm going to be the coolest quilter on the block. And like, it doesn't really matter if I have the fabric if I don't do anything with it. And so that's kind. I think that's kind of where my grappling, my inner you know, kind of fight is coming from is that I am like, I really want all this beautiful fabric, but I also know that I don't have the physical time to sew all of it or use all of it. And it just feels wasteful and selfish, um, for me and I'm not calling anybody out. I'm literally talking about myself. So I hope you're not taking this to mean I'm talking about you anyway. Um, but try to give yourself a day or two to think about the purchase. I know for fabric, sometimes that can be tricky because you're like, oh my gosh, it's going to be gone. And so I think in that instance, if it's something maybe you have already been thinking about and you've already had it in your mind that you want to buy and you feel like, you know, it might be tricky to find again if you walk away from it, that's all well and good. I think we all have those moments, but I just think, you know, if you're just in a shop to get something else and you see new fabric and you're like, okay, I'm just going to buy it and then get it home. And the next day be like, what am I even going to do with this? That's, you know, that's just something to consider in all of this. I, I do that. I've done that a lot in the past and ended up, you know, I have that fabric still mostly, but some of it i'm just like i don't even know what i'm ever going to do with this and so you know i might ultimately sell it or try to use it i don't know but again it's just something to consider and i think impulse impulse purchasing especially when it comes to textiles is what leads to so much textile waste because we get things like new clothes or you know we thought the shirt was going to be cute when it was hanging on the hanger and we get it home and it's horrific And some people would rather just toss it than, you know, give it new life or just return it even. But even returning it, then it's like, what are they going to do with it? They end up at places like TJ Maxx. And then if they don't sell there, then they get thrown away or whatever they do. I don't know. But anyway, there's just a lot of textile waste. Globally, And so I think the more thoughtful we try to be about our purchases and the more conscious we try to be about what mental state we're in when we're out shopping or shopping online, um, the the better choices we can make as consumers to go, you know, I don't really need that. I don't have a project in mind or, you know, we or we can go the opposite. Say, I, I know exactly what I want. I want this fabric because I want it for this project. And and that's great too. So I think just, just thinking about it, just keeping it in your mind will have more of an impact than you know, because it will help lead you to think about those things instead of just mindlessly purchasing whatever comes into your vision. (laughs) So I don't know all that to say, There are ways that you can work sustainability into your current practices of quilting and ways that you can, you know, decrease that footprint that you're leaving on the planet. We're all going to leave a footprint. We just have to decide what size it's going to be. And I think with this, you know, if you're like me and you want to kind of have a foot in both worlds, these three tips can help you, you know, thrifting, being conscious of your purchases and shopping your own stash, you know, it'll get you there. And I think that's ultimately, like I said before, what you can do. We, we can all do something. We can't do all the things all the time, but if we just, if everybody just pitches in in some way and does a little bit, it will have a greater impact than, you know, two people trying to do everything versus, you know, 200 people doing a little something will ultimately be better so all this said I love the quilting industry I think we've made leaps and bounds in this beautiful craft of quilting and bringing more people to it and making it more accessible and making it more fun for people and I'm finding pockets of the community that I love with all my heart and that I want to support. And so I think the more we kind of push for those parts of it that we love, the more waves we're going to make to change it for the better. And, you know, I think as humans in general, we've got a responsibility to each other um, and be aware of the impact that we have. So... If we want to be, if we want to have a positive impact, if we want to leave a positive legacy behind, then we need to have a lot more intentionality behind what we do. And that, you know, quilting included, how we treat each other included, you know, um, so being intentional and being mindful can really push push this industry more towards the positive and more towards the, the way that can keep it going and keep it sustainable so that it can continue for generations to come. And not just in the way that like it, where it started, you know, we're quilting fabrics together because we have to stay warm because we've ruined our planet, but so that we can keep making beautiful art and beautiful quilts that Are functional and artful. So that's my two cents. I hope that maybe, you know, these three tips can help you work sustainability into your practice. Um, like I said, I want to hear from you. So comment below what, what practices are you including in your quilting? And if you haven't yet, what do you want to try? And is there anybody with me who's going to make a stash quilt in 2023. At least one, right? So leave comments, let me know, talk to me. I love hearing from you guys. Um, I comment back on pretty much every comment that comes in, Instagram or YouTube. So if you want to chat, just let me know. Um, Otherwise, thanks for being here with me. I know this holiday, Thanksgiving, is coming up and It can be kind of stressful, you know, with family and food and all the things, but just stay true to yourself, take time to practice some self-care and do some deep breathing. I know I'm going to be, but other than that, um, I hope you guys have a wonderful holiday. I'm really thankful for all of you and without you, I wouldn't be here. I know I've said it a million times, but I'm going to say it forever and scream it from the hilltop because really, truly, I get to do what I love. And if you weren't here to be with me, then it would be really, really boring. So anyway, I'm thankful for you and I love you guys. And I will see you next time. Bye.